Blog Talk Radio. You know, every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. You know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shiver. You know, I don't want them to be like, they know what I'm going to say because it's polite. They know what I'm going to say. And even if I get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? That Ain't that what we're supposed to do? It's, I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world. Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host Soul Scribe. Welcome to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. We are the return of intelligent radio as we ensure the free flow of opinions and push the envelope on the questions America's afraid to ask in the mainstream media. Good morning, Soul Scribe. Thank you, Queen, for rocking with us this early Saturday morning in the hot ATL. I don't think Winter's ever going to come this year. So how are you doing this morning, Queen? <laughs> Good morning, King. I'm doing, I'm doing well. Uh, yeah, I agree. It's, it's uh, fall needs to come on. <laughs> but I'm, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on the show, as, as always. Well, for all of my melanated power, I don't mind if we get summer all year long. So I'm good with it, <laughs> just to throw it out there. Oh, but, no. Uh, on the line, <laughs> but, but on the line with us are uh, a couple of returning special guests. Um, I'll start with that Clay Couplers. I have Nyla and Hassan, Hassan and Hanala Clay on with us. How are y'all doing this morning, King and Queen? Thank you for being with us this mor- for this morning's Discussion question, I'll let the cat out the bag, which is marriage vows. Do we understand for better or for worse? And if you will say hello, both of you say hello to all the two sisters and give a little, yeah, and give a little background because y'all are perfect for this morning's discussion. So if you could get into your background (laughs) just a little bit and we'll introduce our our last guest after after both of you say hello to our true seekers. Go ahead. Thank y'all for being with us. Yes, he's not going to. He's not going to. He's not going to speak right now. So we are the Ozzy and Ruby D of counseling, and what we do is we tag team our. We are a married couple that does tag team couples counseling. The key about it is is to make sure, just like a marriage has a balance between the the masculine and the feminine feminine energy, is that 
so that we can bring that with the services that we provide, making sure that couples, you know, get what it is that they've decided that they wanted for their marriage early on. Everyone gets together and they have this view and this expectation, and then they marry and they blow that that flame out. Well, there's a way that you can stay married and keep that going. That's what we do. Hey, glad to have you, and y'all are married yourself. Myself, never married. So, Scribe, we're just kind of throwing this out because all this context, ma- context matters for the show. So, Scribe, you are, in fact, divorced, which we highlighted that. And then we also have, last but not least, Apostle Ray Wilkerson, if you will, King. Thanks for returning to the show. Say hello to all the truth seekers and give a little bit of your background because you, in fact, are married um, yourself, if you will, but again, um, say hello to the two seekers and give your background as we get started with this morning's discussion question. Good morning, everyone. How is everyone doing this morning? I appreciate this great opportunity. <clears throat> and I am Ray Wilkinson. I'm, 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 and, and this is a backdrop of where I'm coming from as far as marriage. You know, I'm 61 years old. I'm from Camden, New Jersey. I've actually, this is actually my third wife. Uh, my first wife died for cancer. My second wife went to the hospital with a... Uh, with a fever, three days later she passed away. My wife, my present wife, just four months ago got uh, diagnosed with stage four cancer. So when you talk about better or worse, believe me, there's that mm. balance that I, I heard the sister talking about. Uh, uh, when you talk about unconditional love, that you 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 act the same way in the good and in the bad. So that's that's where I'll be coming from my perspective from that part about marriage, especially with the uh, better or worse. Wow, yeah, a lot of background, so definitely get into this morning's discussion question, and we're going to just jump right in. Marriage vows, do we understand for better or worse? And the way we always start the show, and I'm going to start with you, Soul Scribe, who's my guest co-host, and again, thanks for doing this with me. We just simply asked, if you recall, when I first said, hey, I would like to have y'all do this show, and just for all of my regular listeners, y'all know we attempted to do the show a couple of weeks ago, and I had to cancel for personal reasons, so glad to be able to do the show again. So even whether it's from a couple of weeks ago, or even when I said, hey, are you still available to do the show this week, when you heard the discussion question, marriage files, do we understand for better or worse? I always had to get your first initial thought, if you could kind of recall what that was when I said, hey, could you help me do this show, um, if you will, subscribe. Yes. Um, when I first um, saw it, I thought, absolutely, we do get it. But I also thought about the fact that um, it, it hasn't evolved, it hasn't changed with the times and um, today's society, it's not really realistic um, considering what's happened, especially in the black community um, over time with, you know, everything from the war on drugs to mental health to um, things that affect, affect families. And so I just felt like, you know, I wanted to go deeper with that. Do a little research, wanted to know who wrote that, who they wrote it for, you know, and it's extremely, extremely old. Uh, I think it was like in the 1800s or something like that <laughs> it was written. Okay, okay. So, I so yeah, yeah, so initial so thoughts, and we'll get deeper with it. Yeah, yeah, just see it. Yeah, yeah that's, it that's beautiful. Been. So, yes, yes, if I'm listening to you correctly, you feel like it sounds like you're saying there's more to deal with maybe than even back then, possibly. Maybe that's kind of what I'm hearing you say. Uh, but if yeah. you will, I'm going to go with uh, yeah, our, our, the clay couple. So, son, now, now, if you will, 
um, your first thoughts when I asked y'all a few weeks ago to be a part of this show. If you could just tell me your first initial thoughts, not going too in-depth. we got to go to a break. So it's just the initial thought. For the, hey, here's the discussion question. What thought came to mind, if you will? Okay, in regard to – repeat that for – repeat it for me, please. Yeah, no problem. So, so I invited y'all to say, hey, I would love to have you on this show. Here's the discussion question, marriage vows, do we understand for better or for worse? And I'm asking if you can recall when you when you <laughs> first heard that's a discussion question, what was your initial, just your initial thought? And we'll get deeper after the break. I just like to get that initial thought when you hear the discussion question itself. But the our initial thought is most people need premarital counseling. Because uh, most people go into the vow is not about the vows to the marriage. The vow is to what I said the marriage was going to be before I ever heard of you, and that's a problem. All right, fair enough. Right, if you will, King, your first well, well, your initial thought. That's all we're looking for. I, I I tell you, my initial thought went straight from till death do us part. <laughs> so that's that's okay. where my first thought went. Nah, fair enough. And we are up against the break. Um, I'll say my first initial thought, and we'll come back and get deeper into it. As always, if all of the guests will listen to the cuts that are played, you know, sometimes they are relevant to the show, so they may bring some context and some added thoughts um, to this morning's discussion. So my initial thought was just simply in, in coming up with this question is that I don't think we – understand it. It just is my initial thought. Later in the show, I want to kind of give a perspective and want to hear all of y'all thoughts on it, but that'll be a little later in the show. Let's go to our first break. When we come back, we'll get hot and heavy into this morning's discussion question. Marriage vows. Do we understand for better or for worse? We'll be right back. All I ask is that you think. purchase or sell a home in Atlanta's competitive real estate market, there's only one real estate agent we call on, Ephraim Abdullah. Not only is he honest and straightforward, but he has a proven, repeatable strategy that consistently gets his clients the homes they wanted versus their second or third choice. What's Ephraim's secret? His virtual on-the-spot offer moves his clients to the front of the line for purchases and for sales, his no-nonsense approach gets your home sold and off the market. For a results-oriented real estate experience, contact Ephraim Abdullah, a licensed agent powered by EXP Realty at 770-800-7922. Again, that number is 770-800-7922. I guess you knew it was good thing, baby. Bob, baby, I guess you know why I walked away. When we walked to the altar, that was an awesome day. Did counseling, couldn't force me to stay. Something happened when you say I do, we go astray. Why did we mess it up? We was friends, we had it all. Reason you don't trust men, that was your daddy's fault. He in the grave, let it go, he no longer living. Said you caught him cheating with mom and other women. They gotta do with us, here's the key to the newest truck. Perking bags, we burning cash, now baby do it up. No matter who you... That was before me, wanted you as my shorty since I saw you screaming, hate you so much right now, should have saw the meaning, angry black women, ashes of a demon, I'm leaving. I guess you knew it through a good thing, baby. Bye, baby. Bye, baby. 
Welcome back to the Mitchell Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host, Subscribe this morning's discussion question, marriage vows, do we understand for better or worse? Our special guests are Hassan and Nyla Clay, as well as Ray Wilkerson. Thank all of you for being with us. We just hear a little cut. Uh, if you don't know, I'm, hip-hop is a part of my life, so any chance I can bring it to the table, I do. We hear some of you may have recalled a song from Nas, Bye Baby, in reference to pretty much what he went through in his own relationship with Talisa, I guess at the time, obviously that's who he's kind of referring to. And one thing that he said, I'm going to um, start with you, now is, is because of something you said prior to the pre, pre to the, prior to the break was is he mentioned they're going through it and they tried to get counseling and it didn't help and which is the story I've heard amongst many of my friends again never having been married wanting to be married but in a lot of cases that's what happens people get married and then they in a sense resort to counseling at that point to try to in effect save the marriage again I guess. Trying to understand what vow they took, but you mentioned before the break that when you heard this question, because this is what you do, the first initial thought was premarital counseling. And my question, I guess, in reference to that is just simply, um, obviously, as you offer that as a solution, that kind of probably be where you're going throughout this show. But uh, my question is, did in doing that type of counseling, will it help people better understand their vow, or you don't think? Or, or, or is that not connected, if that makes sense? But I'll kind of let you jump in and explain, you know, how most people, as I say, wait to after the fact versus doing enough counseling in advance, as you recommend. Go ahead, Queen. Yeah, I, I believe that, you know, it's about, sure, you want to understand the vow. And we've heard the, the marriage vows so much, they become cliche. They become, you know, the, the thing that you say because it sounds romantic and it sounds sweet and endearing. And who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want, you know, we call it now the ride or die. You know, you, you, you want someone who's going to hold you down to the bottom. Who, that, that, those things are nice, right? Even though when you stay in on a hardcore level, who, you want someone who's going to hold you like that. However, there's the vow, but then there is your belief about the vow. There is what you've been taught about the vow. There is how much you are willing to devote to this vow. And those things can be very different. And getting premarital counseling or someone to get you to think about that before you even go into marriage because people are very often committed to the thought of love and what love is going to do for their life. But to be with you forever, eh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Hi, that sounds totally different. Subscribe, <laughs> um, <laughs> if you will. You say you may able to do a little research, so let's get some foundational uh, history. What did you find, Queen? And I think that will be uh, obviously a good starting point as we build this show to kind of find out, as you said, it's been around for a long time. Uh, at the next break, I'm actually going to play the vow so people can hear the exact words, uh, or you may be doing that now. But if you will, what did you find out? Um, in your, you know, your time to research, um, Queen, what did you find out? Well, 
I didn't do any. I didn't go too far. I was at work. I think you okay. called me in the day, <laughs> but I did find out when. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, say whatever you looked um, up. Just, it was, just share it. I mean, yeah, just share it. It was. It was just written back in the 1700s or something like that. Yeah, it was okay. 1700s, long time ago before you know a lot of the changes in society have you know occurred. So, um, and I it was one of those kings rewrote the wedding vows so that he could you know, um, get divorced and marry, you know, different women and things like that. But it's just, it's just interesting that it was, I didn't realize it was that old. <laughs> okay. So it really put some things into perspective for me. No, absolutely. Fair enough. Uh, Ray, if you will, um, and when I think for better or for worse, I, I typically have seen it for myself, uh, having been in the military, been to a lot of weddings in my life, and people have sometimes used their own vows. Uh, but often there's a you know the standard for better or for worse when it's used for a lot of people, and I wouldn't be surprised if you know if, you, if you've even administered possibly with your background. Uh, but with that said, uh, I think we can't have this conversation without bringing in the religious context because that's my point. When I've seen it, typically it's been at church weddings, and I think to a certain extent that has to be a part of this conversation. So um, your perspective on for better or for worse, and obviously you had personal experience with sticking through the worst, if, if you will. Um, but even aside from that, um, how do people connect, in a sense, that vow to their, in a sense, religious release? Because I think a lot of people do do that, or a lot of people assume that it comes from the Bible per se, but we just found out, obviously, that it was written in the 1300s. Any thoughts on people, how people relate those two? Well, actually, I just officiated my daughter's wedding, and there's okay. actually three or four wow. different type of vows. So, at, and with the counseling session, I get to know the per- person. So, I think it's real important as as a an officiate, as an apostle, as a man of God, I have to apply what I feel from the couple, what vow uh, fits that person. For instance, in the case with my daughter, it was a, it was a little longer vow, but it it charged them in certain areas of their life what what their responsibility is to each other. And I think instead of just shooting out the words, because uh, I'm going to be honest with you, when I first, my first word, I didn't have a clue about none of that stuff. I said the words and that was it. But I think the, the most important thing is understanding the charge that it places on your life and that you will evolve into it. And that's the greatest thing, understanding that there will be an evolution of growing into your vows. Well, sounds good. Um, a lot of people don't evolve into it uh, to a certain extent. Uh, as I was promoting the show, we know uh, the marriages, for example, in the U.S. are holding at about 50% divorce rate. That's been holding for the last decade or so. And it's been lowering for the last 40 years, and it's kind of held steady. And not that that's a good number, uh, but a lot of people are not evolving into their vows. Any thoughts from Nyla or Hassan, either one of you, any thoughts on that concept that um, Ray offers out people could or should evolve, evolve into it? I'm not saying he's incorrect, but I do agree that a lot of people think that way. But unfortunately, I think a lot of half, we know at least half devolves um, out of that vow. Any thoughts on that, if you will? On how, on how people evolve from that vow? Is that what you said? Well, we I understood Ray was just saying that a lot of times people are getting a sense the vow is kind of a charge to the couple, and to a certain extent, they may have to evolve in it. Or as he said, his first 
first marriage, he just said the words. It kind of felt like you mentioned there's a lot of different perspectives about the vow. And I was just saying that, unfortunately, we have numbers that show a lot of people may go into it, say those words, may even mean those words, but we see a lot of couples that are devolving uh, versus evolving into the vow. I just like I just basically was taking his words and saying, you know, what are your thoughts about people who are getting married and hope to evolve into the vow? Any thoughts on that? I believe that we all do. You know, I mean, I think that we should. You know, there's something that, you know, um, bringing a, 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 a spiritual perspective to this and a different one, and that is one from an Islamic point of view. You know, there's something that we say in Islam and, and from from our holy book, and it's that, you know, God, he creates the love between a man and a wife. So you come to the marriage with the love that the two of you just naturally bring. And then there's the love that God creates between the two of you. And that should be and is an evolution. And so I do believe that, but I also believe that we have to create the space for that love to come through because we can do crap that will just block it. And we never even get to receive it because of our actions and the things that we say or do. You know, fair enough. We actually got a caller that wants to get in. For the other caller out there, if you want to get in on this morning's discussion, you do have to press 1 to let us know you want to speak. If you're online, the number to get in is 646-787-1691. Again, that number is 646-787-1691. And press 1 to let us know you want to speak. Let's go to the caller. Area code 803-LAST3624. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion question. What's going on, brother? It's Calvin. How you doing, I'm Calvin? Good, good to hear from you, King. Yeah, any any any, any, th- any thoughts from you? Yeah, definitely want to hear your three cents on this morning's discussion question. Do yeah. Marriage vows, do we understand for better or for worse? Marriage vows. Um, here's the thing. I think a lot of people get caught up on words and some of the – Rhetoric that's around either for or against marriage. You've got those who are single, you know, I want to live a single life and they want everybody else to live that same single life. Then you got the married ones, you know, they want everybody to be in the marriage, whatever. But I tell people a lot with a lot of different other things pay attention to the science of marriage. What is the purpose of a relationship? Purpose of a relationship is you to bond with that person. Uh, build some connection and 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 have children, raise those children, and once you raise those children and guide those children to their state, so they you know can get on their own, and also to raise the children parent of wisdom, you know, for as grandkids and stuff like that. See, we take this thing way too personal. See, this is a business. Marriage is a business. Don't get that twisted. And a lot of times we take our selfishness, and that's why you have all these high divorce rates. Because they worry about my personal feelings and how I feel right now. No, you talking about a whole family structure, a whole lineage of people that is on the back of mom and dad, you know, or grandmama and grandpa, you know, and that's what's not being talked about, especially in the black community, you know. Um, now it's me, myself, and I, and it, oh, I don't feel, I don't feel you no more. I want to travel the world, and that person just gone by their business. But I seen a lot. I see a lot of miserable single people around here now who used to be married, and they're trying to always fill that void. That void that you're trying to fill is the family setting. 
the family has been torn apart, especially ours. And uh, that that's a sad thing. We really need to have a real deep discussion about this. You know what I'm saying? Hey, fair enough. So, Scribe, I'll let you kind of any if Kevin brings a lot to the table. Any thoughts from you about what what our callers having to say? I'll let you kind of play point on that. Um, I yeah, I will say. You know, first let me say that marriage is romanticized. Everybody wants to get married, and it sounds beautiful, and people don't really think about the work that goes into it. And yes, there is work, and you do have to evolve. And what happens is a lot of people change over time. And sometimes mm-hmm. more selfishness, you know. Um, let me just say, my grandmother was married to my uh, grandfather, who was a pastor. She dealt with infidelity. She dealt with physical abuse. And he had another baby on her with someone else. How much worse? <laughs> how much worse does it need to get for, you know, how? why do we glorify her? someone suffering through that amount of pain? Do you, and I think that what happens is the what it does to your psyche and mentally does to you as a person is damaging. And I don't think that, I, don't, I honestly don't think that it worse is a good idea. I would rewrite my vows next time I get married. I definitely would not uh, go with that because that's something that, affects you as a person when you stay in a relationship just because you love them or because it's a business and it's a structure. But, you know, when you have someone that's doing that kind of stuff to you, you at some point have to say enough is enough. And uh, I, I think that, that part of the wedding vows is absurd. So it definitely wouldn't be in my next one. Um, just, you know, be, to be clear. Got you. Okay. So yeah, you're addressing directly the vow itself. Uh, okay. Sounds good. Uh, Hassan or not, if you will, any thoughts about what Kelvin brought to the table or even uh, Soulscribe, uh, her thoughts in general. Oh, One thing I'll t- say before you speak, yeah, before you speak real quick is when Kelvin sparked the idea that marriage is a business, I hear people saying that all the time. And in my mind, the first thing that comes to my mind is that I think it's it's conceptually kind of both. And I think people lean one way or too hard to the other. Like they, the business people kind of leave out the love aspect and the love people never consider the business aspect is my first thought to what he had to say. But any thoughts from you? Go ahead, Cole. Well, I, I, I agree wholeheartedly with the comments that each of them made. And, but marriage is a business. It is literally a contract. This is a, a, a contractual union that is created by God. You know, one of the things I want to think about it as you have two companies that merge, right? Um, I'm a little old school. We got a little age on us over here. But I remember my mother had was, uh, she banked with Wachovia for years. And then Wachovia, I think they merged with Wells Fargo. And, like, you literally woke up and Wachovia was gone. Wells Fargo, it's like, when did they even take down this time, right? Everything would, had, would, would, had disappeared. Well, Marriage, it has some similarities. You don't lose yourself because you get married. So I want want to um, affirm that. But a marriage is a merger of two people. And when the two of you unite because of this contractual agreement that you had, there are parts of you that you do get rid of that are now... Are, what your existence? It is about the benefit of the marriage. It's not about the benefit of you. That's a business agreement. What is going to be good for our business agreement? Who is going to be a friend of our marriage? Who around us? What are we going to do to promote this 
to, to sustain it and the people around us who are they who who will invest in our business exactly that sounds good let me look at um ray's thoughts before we let and kevin you can get a last thought before we go to our next break go ahead ray any thoughts about um our guest our guest caller calvin or even what told i had to say either one go ahead and address I, I, I agree with everybody said especially the, the, the sister that just finished up because it, it, you know the, the business side of it the comp it, you could say business side of it because there is a business side of it because based on the bible we want to create wealth for generations and generations so there's a mm-hmm. side of your house you have to run as, as a corporation what is the mission statement for your family what is the mission statement for your marriage then on the spiritual side it, it you, you're you're trying to put together two different cultures and merge into one. So there's a lot of compromise. There's a lot of doing what you don't want to do. There's a lot of dying to yourself for the good of the whole cause. So that I believe everybody wrapped it into one, you know, and, and one thing that people really don't think about, especially if you, when you get married, because I think this is going off a little different direction. When you're coming in with, with children, you know, you're talking about three or four, four or five different cultures trying to incorporate into one. So that is a lot for for better or worse. That's some things that you got to look at. All right, Kevin. One last thought before we let you go. Thanks for the call, King. Okay. All right. Um, uh, I I like what she just said. Something about the uh, marriage. I'm a the the different relationships a part of it. Matter of fact, the other marriages that you link up while you marry. Like you said, you got something that's gonna be toxic. You got something that's gonna be non-toxic. She brought up a thing about her, her her father and being a pastor. Well, he was a uh, how gotta say. A lot of time when pastors out there, no nobody check a pastor because he's a big man. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? And according mm-hmm. to proper relationship, someone should have been someone in your relationship should check you when you're doing wrong. If you're doing mm-hmm. something that's going to mess up the business relationship, your business relationship, see, I'm a contractor with your business, and you're going to drag all of us down if I allow. And, and ooh, that, I mean, I like that. I like that. Because all of us. You said a lot with that one, Kev. Yeah, you said a lot with that one. Uh, thanks, yeah, thanks for the three cents, King. We up against the break, so we're going to go to break. If you want to get back in, come off the one and back on the one. I know sometimes you do get in, get in a couple times. Wait. For anybody out there listening, just press one. So let us know you want to speak. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. I Ishmael Ayoma Abdullah take Lee Vanessa Akenadili Chuku of Betty to be my lawful wedded wife. To have and to hold. To have and to hold from this day forward. For better, for worse. For better, for worse. For better, for worse. For richer, for poorer. For richer, for poorer. In sickness and in health. For loving, to cherish. To a death do us part. I call upon these persons. Call upon them. Square Business Entertainment brings you their latest hit, I Really Want You, by Taylor Payne. Take a listen. I 
YouTube page and subscribe. Search for Square Business Entertainment. They are also rewarding their fans with a new release every 30 days. Here's another one by Taylor Page. Love can't define this. Love can define it. Can capture all your sweetness and your kindness. Love can define it. We're crippled and love would only blind us. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. This morning's discussion question, marriage vows. Do we understand for better or worse? Special guest co-host, Soul Squad. Special guest, son and Nala Clay, as well as Ray Wilkinson. Um, if you will, for all of, all of you that are on the line, some of you, somebody's doing something in the background, so if you could kind of mute yourself, except for when you're speaking, because we can hear that on the air. just want to share that. Um, with you, so if you could mute yourself if you're moving in the background. So, Soul Scribe, you said something very important. I think uh, was good as it, you know, all the points that were made before the break. I wanted to kind of bring this hey, to the table. Hey, excuse me. Can you hear me? I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. I, I actually wanted to add something to that, though, if you don't mind. Okay. 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 Absolutely. This is Hassan speaking. Yes, yes. I actually want to All right, to go ahead. Son, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, go ahead and jump in. Yeah, absolutely. Jump in, King. Um, one of the things I think, you know, when we say better for worse, I think we need to put into to to the aspect, though, of worse meaning or there has to be some limitations about worse. Because I, I don't believe that a person should be in a position of self-sacrificing, taking abuse, or or anything along along those lines there, right? Because I mean, at some point, I think there was a context that was thought about with dealing with the aspect of worse, you know, and even to the point of death do you part, right? So, and you know, I think they added a few other vows in that 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 give it more context with the richer poor, sickness and health. You know, and I think better or worse can also be viewed as good times and bad times when things get a little shaky. You know, we're not really agreeing or whatever the case may be. But I don't think it has to be a person. I got to take all this abuse and I have to stay with you because you're abusing me. You know, I I think there is an understanding of limitations that has to be crazy. You mean there is no understanding of limitations because no, I'm saying what what right there. I mean, I no. What I'm actually saying is that well, I mean to that degree. I guess what I'm actually saying is that there has to be an understanding that there need to be mm-hmm. okay. a limitation, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and that there no, needs they, to be a uh, needs to be a floor to that or a ceiling, if you will. No, think, you know what I mean? There needs to be. No, a I think it makes a hundred percent sense. And I literally, that's where I was going in referencing to what 
told Scribe described before the break was that part where she was talking about, you know, unfortunately, what her grandmother, in a sense, quote unquote, suffered through. Uh, this is so perfect segue because mm-hmm. that's where I was going with it. And here's a concept that I have, and I want to hear all of y'all's opinion. I'm gonna start with you, um, Soul Scribe, as well. Um, never been married. As a matter of fact, before I even go there, I want, it's because it's a concept I wanted to ask all of y'all. I know I only have um, a son and they look for this for this segment, so I want to make sure I get it out. But here's a quick question for you, Soul Scribe, having you know knowing enough about you to know that in a sense you stuck through your first marriage for a period of time. Did you ever find yourself trying to stay committed in a sense to this vow, um, knowing that you, as you said, you won't use this vow going forward in your next marriage per se, but having used it the first time, did you find yourself in a sense maybe what my son is bringing to the table that eventually maybe it did get below what was expected for quote-unquote what worse is considered, but did you find yourself being committed to a vow and uh, to a certain extent? What, what was your if you can if you can bring some of that to the table? Uh, yes, I, absolutely. I was with my ex-husband. We were together a total of fourteen years, and I wanted to stick to the marriage, stick to the relationship because I said I would because it was an agreement. I loved him, and I wanted to make it work. And so, you know, we did premarital counseling. We did counseling when things started getting rocky. You know, we did as much as that felt possible. Um, There was a lot of verbal abuse, emotional abuse in the relationship, disrespect to, uh, you know, very high degrees. And so, but I wanted to make it work. Yes, I wanted to stick to those vows. And it was very damaging to my mental health, um, you know, to deal with some of the things that I dealt with. So, um, absolutely. I did find myself in that position. I didn't want to be embarrassed. You know, people make fun of people who are divorced or they talk negatively about them. There's a stigma that if you're divorced, you're damaged or you're, you get damaged goods or you don't know how to stay in a good, healthy relationship. Something's wrong with you. I didn't want my family to look at it negatively. And, you know, I just want, the, you know, everybody's perceptions. So it was, it was, more than just the vows that I was trying to stick to. I was trying to stick to this image, this beautiful, happy marriage, mm-hmm. you know, happily ever mm-hmm. after that's painted in the media, in the world, you know, as we romanticize mm-hmm. marriage and what it is. And absolutely. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so here's just bring something else to the table that I want to ask you out my this perspective. I want to get all the girl opinion on this. But I know in my lifetime, again, never have been married, but growing up in the South, um, my grandparents, and this is not you know very common, especially in the South. Parents were married for forty something years, and I remember years ago, as I my mother had me very young, so I was actually raised with my great uncles and great aunts for the most part. So in a sense, maybe probably grew up a little faster than I needed to, just because that that was my peers, if if you will. So I heard a lot of stories, and I found out things that I never would have thought of for my great grandma or my great granddaddy, like things that they had done. And so I was able just on my own to get a perspective. I'm like. You know, when I go, going to church, going to, you know, one of the typical Southern families, I go to church with my grandparents every Sunday or whatever. And so I definitely remember all of those long-term marriages being applauded, you know, in the church. But as I learned more growing up in a small town and hearing more things about the past in the small town, I came to learn. I was like, hey, these long-term marriages ain't all that they've been cracked to be. And not all of them. I'm just saying you would learn about, you know, certain things and certain marriages and realize, wow. In a, some of those circumstances, those those women had no choice. Now I think when we de- I think we've gotten to a time now in 2019 where we kind of demonize marriage to the extent that people put a blanket statement and say, well, that was all of the marriages, and that's not fair either. 
but I did come to realize as a young man that, you know, the length of your marriage alone was not always proof of a good thing in itself due to some of the things that you brought to the table, son. A lot of people were putting up with things that shouldn't have been, as you said, below a certain floor. So with that said, Mm -hmm. and the way I just heard Soulscribe, you know, describe her situation um, and how she was trying to stick and stay due to it, here's a misunderstanding I personally have felt that people have long held with the words for better and for worse for those who have used the term. I think people automatically hear for better and for worse. I think they automatically shoot to, I got to stick through the worst. I think they, I think most people hear those vows or use those words for those who take them serious. I think that their focus is on half of the vows. And I come up with this concept, and I want to hear y'all's thoughts on it. But I'm like, well, why are people just taking part of the vow? Why is the focus on the for worse that I'm supposed to stick through it all or through, you know, to death through its part? I'm saying the vow fully says for better or for worse. So I, I think that people concept for those who this vow matters to, it should be conceptualized in full meaning. I am committing to you that at all times, working working on this marriage and this union, at all times, I am trying my best to commit for the betterment of us because life has ups and downs. Worse may come, and at that point, we will stick to it. Or we even will work to it extent, out. We will work it out. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Even to the extent, if my for better, for example, if – if I relatively keep myself, I'm just using a small, silly example because men are visual, right? But if I kind of mm-hmm. meet you and kind of try to keep myself in shape and that's how I met you, well, if I choose to let myself go, then I've broken the commitment to for better because I did mm. not stay committed to the entire vow. If I choose to let myself go, if I choose to, that's not the vow we took. Cause, but the way we look at the vow is, oh, you're just supposed to stay with me because we took – you're only looking at the other half of it. Well, just cause, well, now that I've let myself go, you said you were going to stay for worse. No, you're not working towards for better. The full vow requires that at, at all times I'm at least attempting to shoot for better. When life circumstances come up – that's the worst that we stick through, not me intentionally abusing you, not me. You know what I'm saying? Because that, that's not mm-hmm. for better. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like mm-hmm. that's a big mistake that people uh, – so it sounds like you want to talk. I'll let you jump in, King, please. No, nah, I, nah, I, I mean, I, I, I fully get what you're saying in this. And part of the, part of the thing, I, I believe, is when people make contracts, they make, they make contracts – and this is such a general – these, these are such general terms in the contract other than mm-hmm. death through your park, sickness and health, whatever the case may be, you know, because I have to understand this. And I, and I just give a personal example from us, you know, with me losing my eyesight in the marriage. Okay. Could not, could Naila have walked off and left at that point then because this was worse, right? It was something that wasn't, I, I didn't come into the relationship like that. So mm-hmm. at this point, because, and some things happened with that with that taking place, you know, um, employment issues changed and money got a little mm-hmm. difficult at a, at a point and and a lot of things happened. So could she have walked at that point? Would she be within the contractual agreement to say, "I didn't sign up for this. I'm out." Right. So 
at, yeah. at some point, we have to look at some ethical situations too, right? It, would that be ethical to lose to leave in that type of situation? So, I mean, and, and here again, this is my opinion. Don't make me right or wrong. It just give me one, right? So, if I'm saying for better or for worse, I come in it one way, but circumstances may change it. That's something beyond my control. That that would be something beyond my control. We've been together 40-some years. You know, each year I done put on another five pounds or whatever the case may be. I'm not, you know, lean and buff like I was. A little, I'm, a little, I'm a little plump, a little, little whatever, right? My wife had three, four, five kids in this whole instance. You know, she was, you know, built like a brick house. Now, you know, she got, you know, now she got a little siding on her, right? Yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Yeah, let's get that understood. If nothing else on the show, let's get that understood. uh, (laughs) If nothing else come out of this show, let's get that understood. understood, (laughs) So, if 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 I'm in a situation, we talking about for better or for worse. Here, the better. She just gave me four or five kids. Okay, now is she looking like, you know, when she was 18, 17, and 19, and 20 when we got married? Is she still looking like that? Uh, obviously, no, right? I mean, she may, I may have a gray hair or two more than, than whatever the case. Am I still looking the same way? There are going to be some conditions that may take place. Now, if a person is not, and so I think the whole better or for worse, there's going to be good times. And there are going to be some bad times. There are going to be some things that challenge the relationship. There are going to be some ideological differences that may challenge the relationship. There may even be some infidelity that may challenge the relationship or some betrayal, in a sense, that may challenge the relationship. At that point, because there is a contractual break, are you willing to work through it and look at the efforts that may take place that person, okay, say, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and then they work past the worst to get back to the better, right? Nah, so sounds good. We actually up against the break. Let me – yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, go I'm sorry. Go ahead, King. Let me, no, no, you're good. I wanted to ask the son, and do y'all need to go? Because, um, you know, I want to know if I have y'all after okay. the break, and I definitely want to respect your time. Well, we're, we're okay. We're okay, okay, cool. All we're right, cool. We're going to go to break, and we're going to keep you on. we got a caller that wants to get in after the break. Okay. Listen to the Mental mm-hmm. Dialogue Talk Show. Well, all I ask is that you think. We'll be right back. Hey, where did you get that hat and T-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at MoneyMotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes, and I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit, and what I like the most it's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Or how about this one? Excuses made $0 an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, Pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go, and everywhere I be, be, I don't even talk. 
Jay-Z sat down with David Letterman, and they both opened up about how their marriages survived them cheating on their wives. Take a look. <laughs> we don't have emotional cues from when we're young. Our emotional, our emotional cues, be a man, stand up, don't cry. I have a beautiful uh, a wife who was understanding and knew that I'm not the, the worst of what I've done. And, like, did the hard work of going to therapy and, you know, like, really... We love each other, right? So we really put in the work. And, you know, for years, I'm proud of the father and the husband that I am today. Hmm. So a lot of people feel that infidelity means the end of a marriage. Now, could you work it through? Absolutely. And I've said that on the show. I said infidelity won't be the end of my marriage. And right. I took a lot of heat for that. But I think you have to imagine that your spouse is a better person than that. Right. And wants to, if your spouse wants to be a better version of himself or herself, but why would work you say that on television? You know, Manny is listening to this. I know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What about this? I know. Me? Yeah. Ben? That is true. Ben better pack his crap and start running. That's what I have to say. I think it would depend on the situation, because if your partner left for certain reasons they're not willing to work on, right. then you can only pull your part of the weight. So I'd be willing to work on it, but I can't say we would survive mm -hmm. it. I don't know. Right. What about you? All I know is if the most beautiful woman in the world is getting cheated on, what chance do the rest of us have? Don't cheat when their wives are the gorgeous. It's a bunch of lies. A man totally. gonna cheat is gonna cheat. I know. But would I Beyonce, say man. the question at yeah. this point? Go ahead, enjoy yourself. Welcome back to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, aka Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host Soul Squad. This morning's discussion question: Marriage vows. Do we understand, for better or worse, we are cut from the, I think it's the view, um, obviously discussing Jay-Z's situation with Beyonce, and a lot of people felt just like we heard on the cut. Um, before we get into it, we have a caller that wants to get in. Let's get to the caller. If you're listening online and want to get in and discuss the number to get in is 646-787-1691. Again, that number is 646-787-1691. You will need to press 1 to let us know. You want to speak? Let's go to the call. Hey, Montoya. Hey, hey, how you doing, Tawana? Thanks for calling in, Queen. What you got for us this morning? Uh, I was calling. I wanted to chime in on the discussion uh, just in regards to marriage. I have recently entered into my second marriage, and just uh, from my perspective, uh, one of the things that I don't think I've heard brought up yet is just um, to the point of what the bigger purpose uh, that is being served when two people are in a marriage, long-term uh, committed partnership, uh, is that we are serving as mirrors to one another. And in that mirroring, we're we're able to, to see ourselves and those are triggering our points of where we need to grow. And it is when you're being triggered in those areas that a lot of conflicts can tend to come up in marriages. Um, mm -hmm. And so it's like it's not necessarily about the other person. At the end of the day, it's about you and how you're responding 
uh, and the things that you are here to discover about yourself, improve about yourself, and marriage is, uh, I feel like it serves as one of the greatest catalysts to propel you towards that, that type of, uh, that level, that accelerated growth. And so when those uh, challenges come up, um, I, the bigger issue when you talk about uh, for better or for worse is your, that person's value system. And and so it's like, yeah, it's a given that life is changing every day and understanding that, you know, I'm going to continue to change, my husband is going to continue to change because we are both growing, or we at least we should be. And so as we grow, are we growing in the same direction? Um, and and if we and if we get to a point where we're not, and those values have changed, then that's going to create a lot more tension in the marriage than what would normally be there if we were uh, if we were still on the same page in terms of our own individual growth and development. And so, if someone is gaining a lot of weight, and you knew going into the marriage their value wasn't held you know, then that's not going to be a surprise. It's like it's no attack mm-hmm. on the spouse. It's a, I never right. valued help anyway, you know. So so it's like if mm-hmm. that's not my value or if being a breadwinner is not my value, then keeping a job is not going to be a priority or a good job or advancing my education to get on to the, the better job and all that. So all of those things are not new. And, and everything, and so those are what end up, ends up causing problems, and the couples end up uh, growing apart. And so, for better or worse, is not on the table anymore because now you are doing something that causes me to compromise my own personal value system. So then the relationship can no longer work because to stay with you means that I have to minimize what is important to me. And that should never have to be an option. You know, all other things are negotiable. You know, there's going to always be give and take. But when you start pushing up against a person's value system, you're pushing up against what's true to them. And that's where I feel like a lot of marriages fall apart and why the whole term for better or for worse uh, really starts coming into play. No, that's a strong thought. Let me ask you, Nyla. Now, or you know, mm-hmm. to speak as well. And the reason, and here's where where I want to go with because uh, you said a lot, right? And so mm-hmm. I know your, yeah, I know y'all track record from a previous show that when people have come to you, y'all are pretty much, you know, y'all don't have couples that have, you know, especially when they've gotten a premarital counseling, for example, that have that that have gotten divorced. Like that is one of y'all success stories. But I'm pretty sure you've probably dealt with couples who come at you come to you at the point where she mentions that concept of having grown apart. Uh, what? Mm-hmm. How have you handled those situations? Considering this is what y'all do for a living, because I gotta imagine that that's happened before with some of the people you've dealt with. Uh, yeah, if you will, either one of you can kind of speak to that. You know, when when couples grow apart, there's usually a reason for it. There's an event. It's attached to an event or an experience, and they have had repetitive experiences that they have caboosed and glued to that initial all hell no moment and Mm -hmm. finding out what that is it may be more than one what that Mm -hmm. is and seeing if they can recover from that 
And then sometimes, yes, we're we're able to get them to the point where they can still see the initial value in the marriage. But you know what? Anyone could see that. But I'm going to tell you, sometimes your heart and your head is so hurt and damaged that you're just like, you know what, bro, I'm stepped out. I I can't do it anymore. And so the key thing behind that is that a person has to be willing to even do that step. Right. Now, it makes sense. Thank you, um, Tawana, for your thoughts. Great points this morning. Appreciate you, Queen. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, King, uh, Ray, I wanted to have you jump in because I know I only have you for the hour. And so uh, at the beginning of the show, you spoke to, you know, your personal situation uh, of dealing with, you know, things within your marriage that, again, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, I think people focus on just the worst part of it, right? Again, my rec- my thoughts is that people should look at the entire vow. Uh, but having the experiences that you have, if you could before you go, just kind of speak through what that process is like for someone who, unfortunately, who's been through several tragedies within a marriage. And I think people might can learn from what that looks like from someone like yourself who is sticking it out, who is still fighting for better despite the life circumstances that you've been dealt with, if you will, uh, definitely. You you kind of have the floor until you go, um, King, if you will. Ray, did I lose you? Hello, Ray? He may have muted himself. Ray, if you can hear me, I definitely want to get your thoughts for these last few minutes before you go. I know you were with us just for the first hour. All right, well, let's keep this thing moving. Hopefully, Ray, if, you, if you're hearing or listening to me or still on, you get a chance to just kind of pipe up when you get back in. Sometimes that happens. So if we can jump, we'll jump to the break. And, and the break itself, you know, we heard, again, one of the most famous couples in the world right now. Clearly, Jay-Z and Beyonce, and I definitely remember it being a talk of the town when it became when it was revealed that Jay-Z, in fact, had cheated on Beyonce, and we heard one of the guests on The View say, hey, if the, you know, the most beautiful girl in the, girl in the world is getting cheated on, you know, what chance do the rest of us have? And, and, and that's a, a reality that I wanted to at least bring up when we start talking about for better or for worse, because one thing that seems to be the case at least that's how it's talked about in today's time, is infidelity in the, seems to be a bigger deal breaker than it may have been in the past. And it's not, I don't want to discuss why that is, but it definitely seems to be the case today. And so I definitely wanted to hear all of the guest thoughts on that. And we'll start with you, Soul Scribe, as you, as you, I'm pretty sure you recall when we found out about, you know, Jay-Z and they, luckily they stuck it out and seem to have gotten past it, which is a good thing. But just any thoughts on that being a factor that I hear more now than it seems like in the past, if you will. Go ahead, Soul Scribe. Um. Yeah, I would say, honestly, I would say that it's probably not the infidelity that reason that people are leaving, just from my own experience. And I, I think a lot of time it's how it's handled. I think when you have someone like Jay-Z who is humble enough to say, I fucked up, I, I want to be a better man, I want my marriage, I love you, what, what do I got to do? I think when you have a man in that position who does that, 
man who doesn't mistreat the woman while all of that is going on and how the healing process is handled, then you can clearly make it through infidelity. That's, you know, cheating is one of the smallest things, I think, in a, in a marriage, in the worst, for me anyways. I don't, I think there's a lot of things worse than cheating in a marriage, especially like verbal, physical, mental abuse that you have to deal with on a day-to-day um, but I think when you have a person who is willing to deal with it and to deal with themselves, then it's, it's, it's a no-brainer that the marriage can work. What happens is you have egos, you have, you know, personalities and people with mental disorders who don't quite handle the person correctly and with care, and that's why it doesn't, people can't get through that. It's not the cheating. I don't, I don't believe it's the cheating. And Jay-Z was willing to work on himself. No, it absolutely makes sense. We actually are at the top of the hour, so let me jump in here and go to this break, and we'll be right back and keep this discussion going. Marriage vows, do we understand for better or for worse? We'll be right back. All I ask is that you think. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host Soul Scribe. This morning's discussion question, marriage vows, do we understand for better or for worse? You hear this beautiful song by Taylor Pace, Love Can't Define This. thought it was very appropriate if you were a regular listener. You know, Square Business Entertainment is one of our longtime sponsors, and we usually feature their new song for the month, but I just thought that Love Can't Define This speaks to this morning's discussion, so I decided to play that instead of the latest hits, uh, but definitely recommend that you go find them on YouTube, Square Business Entertainment. It's real R&B, as you heard, even lyrics, speaking of God, and you don't hear that a lot in R&B these days, so I want to applaud them for you know for those who, who, who do have those type of spiritual beliefs. We welcome all opinions here, uh, but I do think there's a distinct difference about Square Business Entertainment, and I love the fact that we were able to use that song in this, in this morning's context. As you heard Taylor Pace at the end say, hey, hey, I left, but I came back, and I'm here to stay. And so as we speak about for better or for worse, there are plenty of marriages that go through those ups and downs. Before the break, we had Soul saying in her position, for example, infidelity being an issue for a lot of people. Uh, for her, she said it wasn't the biggest. Um, it can be survived. I do agree. 
that, and even the friends that I've seen or heard have went through it, it's definitely a situation whether it's the you know the woman or the man who's actually out there. Um, typically, when I've been able to find out some details with some of my friends, it's definitely been that situation where there was that level of I want to make this work. Uh, it's beyond. I'm sorry. There's no pushback. There's I'm trying my best. If you were to even dig further into that Jay Z interview, again we just played a cut. Um, he he definitely talks about that. You know, it was a chance that she was gonna leave, and he was doing everything he could to keep her from leaving. So I definitely think that is what it takes if that becomes an issue within a marriage. Again, just giving my three cents on it, but I have an amazing couple here, son and Nala Clay, from, known as the Clay Couple, the Ozzy, the Ruby, Ozzy, Ozzy and Ruby of Video Counseling. Uh, so if y'all will, how do y'all contend with the for better or for worse when it comes to this idea of infidelity? We also have Kevin wanting to get back in, too, but I want to hear y'all's thoughts on that, and then we'll get to Kevin on the line. Well, I know Naila and I would, well, I know we often tell a lot of our people is that and, you know, I know a lot of people who cheated on each other. I know a lot of people who went broke in a relationship. I know a lot of different things. People do a lot of different things. But one of the things that, well, one of the main reasons people get divorced was actually kind of like two. One is resentment and the other is contempt. You know, they get to a point to say, you know, I'm just tired. And how you say it, Naila, I'm just tired. You know, and what we what we run into is let's say it was infidelity at some point a person go to resenting that other person because maybe the infidelity is continuous uh maybe it was something that was a no uh, uh, uh a deal breaker for them because they seen it how it may have destroyed their family and so they have a contempt for a person who who may view life and that in that aspect of thinking when they think it's okay to do this type of stuff here and they start looking at when a person look at a someone with contempt that means they're really looking at them from a position of superiority and looking down mm-hmm. at that other person and in that there may be even a lack of respect that has taken place and so it's it's what the value a certain situation holds for a person how they how they feel that that value has been violated this is my thought here is how that value has been violated and when they violate this value it's like how do I recover some people can't recover from the violation you know maybe in this instance Beyonce was ever I'm sure she gave him hell right <laughs> I'm sure she gave him some hell you know but at some point, she made a whole she was album about to... it. Okay. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I, I know. want to hear the part she didn't sing. I... You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, yeah, you want to hear the part she didn't sing. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, in that, she got maybe that's how she was able to heal and recover because that's how she worked it out to be able to. Say okay, I'm now, dude. I'm gonna give you a chance, and I'm gonna keep it. We're gonna keep it moving. You're doing the necessary work that I feel that is important in order to regain my trust or restore this situation. But 
the resentment factor died off. That's that's kind of like my or or you she's, my or, or a person because we don't know, but right. But or she's working through it because exactly. there's no way you can be you can have that level of betrayal or deceitfulness in a, in a marriage and not be resentful of the person or angry. Right. Right. So if I'm hearing y'all correctly, and again, and subscribe, you definitely give me your thoughts on it. Calvin, I'm trying to get to you. I'm having a little trouble with the board, just so you know. For anybody out there listening, we're going to work the board out, try to get the callers in. Um, but if I'm hearing both of you correctly, it definitely sounds like the, the, the in a sense, the chance or the ability to get past infidelity is really case by case uh, from what I'm hearing. And it's, it's, it's not fair to have an assumption because I think sometimes we generalize, for example, when we'll say that past relationships used to survive that. Today we can't survive that. And it's generalized to the extent that it's unfair because based on what I just heard, it sounds like if the couples are able to do what y'all what you just laid out, son, that's the that's the opportunity for a couple to get past it. But if a person, you know, regardless of right, it's not a right or wrong. It's just if they don't have the ability to to lose that resentment, then it's more likely they're not going to survive it. And, and if I'm hearing y'all correctly, so it's not a situation where we as society can even choose. And I would love to hear the answer to this, that we can choose to look down upon somebody not knowing those specific circumstances. But sometimes I think we tend to do that when we see the divorce rate, you know, highest, you know, pretty much as high as it's ever mm-hmm. been. So people kind of, kind of like what Soul Scott talked about earlier, may look down, says, oh, you can't survive anything or you're not willing to go through anything. When re- in reality, it's kind of just based on the person is what I think I just heard. Um, any thoughts? And I want to hear Soul Scribe, and we'll try to. I'm still trying to get the caller on as well. Um, but anyway, that's just well, kind I, of what I, I mean, heard y'all say. Did I hear y'all correct? How can he call somebody? No, he's saying he was asking us, I thought. Yeah, yeah, I mean, after y'all, yeah, did I hear, did I hear, I, yeah. I think I'm just kind of summarizing what I think I heard, and maybe I, and I want to, and if I didn't hear it correctly, speak, please speak to it. No, what what I think I'm saying is, what I'm thinking of saying is that regardless of the violation, of the value violation, be it infidelity, mm-hmm. be it financial, be it whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. resentment mm-hmm. is going to be the cause of the divorce. Gotcha. Is that's that scientifically proven? Studies have shown scientifically proven line. resentment is is the number one cause of divorce. It's not infidelity or we have money issues or whatever the case may be. It, it really comes up. Now these may be events that spur the mm-hmm. resentment. You know, they, these constant events. Now someone maybe fifty years ago, forty fifty years ago, they may have different circumstances. I don't know. They may have worked it out or. That might have been a common thing, um, something I wanted to even bring about even earlier. We live, in a, we live in a very quick and microwavable society now. Things are disposable now, where they weren't quite so disposable back then. So a lot of times people had relationships. There were a lot of different things going on in the relationships. But one of the things that we, we don't know is they've been together 50 years, they may look nice and happy on the outside, but how did that really play out? How their interaction? They might just been cool with each other now, or they may got they may right. have gotten to a position of saying, you know what, hell, ain't no need me dealing with no damn body else. I'm gonna stay with her. I'm gonna stay with him. 
you know, you don't. We don't know what was the what's the what was the catalyst that made them stay together, right? We really don't know. Oh, right? But it sense. was now it, it's politically cool to say, well, we just had to stick it out, right? You know, probably. Nah, makes sense. You know, it's been. You know, but you don't know what might have been the catalyst, and it wasn't for you to know. You know, because that was their enough. business. Right, Soul Scribe, I definitely would love to hear your thoughts when you hear her son saying, hey, resentment ends up being the ultimate situation. And, you know, what? It, and you, when you hear this, what, is, what does it sound like for you knowing that you, you've had, in a sense, this very experience that we're speaking about, if you will, Queen? Um, I will say um, resentment definitely does play a, a factor. But, again, as I stated earlier, it has to do with how a person is handled. Jay-Z handled Beyonce the correct way. He humbled himself. He came to her. I don't want to lose you. Don't go. A lot of times you don't have men do that in today's society. They don't, they don't have that, that humbleness about them or they just go get another one, you know, or they feel like I'm a man. I can do what I want to do. Boys, boys going to be boys. And they don't take the approach of a grown man, you know, and, and step up and, and, and own that uh, you know, don't say, well, I cheated because of you or this or that, or you wasn't paying me attention or you wasn't giving me this or that. Right. You know, they, you know, Jay-Z said, I'm sorry. He had one of the baddest women, you know, out there. He could have easily said, you're always on the road. I never see you. You're always busy. I need you here. He could have done that. And then that resentment that she had would have gotten worse. And she would have been like, well, what am I supposed to do? This is my living. This is my life. You know, and so, so you just but, basically <laughs> broke down the invention of the hit and run. They go together tour. Why they on the tour together? You just <laughs> broke down. Why? <laughs> hey, hey, let's just do it together. We got. We we can say, hey, same train. Right. Everything. We I, good. I need you here. I'm still going on tour with you, babe. They figured it out. They said, hey, when you figure it out, and you both willing to work together, hey. <laughs> Hey, that's what it happens. Worked out for them, it's it, 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 right, it costs us double the price now. Damn. Yes, it's a business. It's a business. Fix it. Damn, Jay Z cheating costs us more money to go see these people. That's going. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I, but I will say too that you know you know he said we don't know the factors surrounding those people who stayed together a long time ago back in the day. Well, you know a lot of people, especially like my grandmother, five six kids, you know, uneducated. You know, you know, dependent mm-hmm. on the man to provide financially, mm-hmm. you know, and then, mm-hmm. of course, her mental state couldn't have been as great as it should have been had she been treated by someone right. who didn't do those things. You know, those are a lot of mm-hmm. factors that keep people together. And she mm-hmm. probably would have stayed had he decided to eventually leave. And, you know, then it's just, you know, it's a lot of factors for why people stay together. And, you know, grandma, you know, mm-hmm. dealt with a lot of abuse and these days we don't really have to deal with it it's not that it's disposable society it's that we we're educated we're career oriented and we don't have to stay with people who are hurting us as you know as my grandfather did my grandmother i love him but Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know unfortunately she shouldn't have been treated that way and these days Mm -hmm. you know we don't have to we're educated we know what we need we know we need to take care of our mental health and we're just not going to tolerate that same kind of treatment so it's in that you know unfortunately mental illness is a really big problem these days and it's getting worse and people aren't dealing with themselves so 
you know, they need to get before they even get in <laughs> Yeah, we're up against the break again. So I want to dig deeper into some of what you're talking about. So subscribe both of the callers. We're going to get to y'all literally coming out of the break. I got the board working, so we'll be right back. You're listening to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. But all I ask is that you think. If you're looking to purchase or sell a home in Atlanta's competitive real estate market, there's only one real estate agent we call on, Ephraim Abdullah. Not only is he honest and straightforward, but he has a proven, repeatable strategy that consistently gets his clients the homes they wanted versus their second or third choice. What's Elfram's secret? His virtual on-the-spot offer moves his clients to the front of the line for purchases. And for sales, his no-nonsense approach gets your home sold and off the market. For a results-oriented real estate experience, contact Elfram Abdullah, a licensed agent powered by EXP Realty at 770-800-7922. Again, that number is 770-800-7922. Can't see him coming down my eyes, so I gotta make the song cry. Good dude, I know you love me like cooked food, even though it gotta move like a crook move. We was together on no block since we lunch. We should have been together having four seasons brunch. We used to use umbrellas to face the bad weather. So now we travel first class to change the forecast. Never in bunches, just me and you. I love your point of view, cause you held no punches. Still I left you for months on end It's been months since I checked back in We're somewhere in a small town Somewhere locking them all down Wood grain, foreign change, armor all down I can understand why you wanted divorce now So I can't let you know it Pride won't let me show it Pretend to be heroic, that's just one to grow it But deep inside it, so sick I can't see them coming down my eyes So I gotta make the song cry I can't see him coming down my eyes, so I gotta let the song cry. Welcome back to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host. So, scribe, this morning's discussion question, marriage vows. Do we understand, for better or for worse, special guest, the son and Isla Clay, still with us, to just hear... A cut, speaking of Jay-Z and Beyonce, and if you recall that song, Soul Scribe, if Jay-Z had remained that guy at that stage of his life, he probably wouldn't have a Beyonce, as you, if you listen to the words of that cut saying, right. hey, um, you know, he wasn't willing to concede in the manner that you talked about that would help someone survive, for example, infidelity. But let's go to... Our callers, we've got a couple of callers. Kevin's trying to get back in. I'm going to go to another caller, and Kevin, we'll get to you next. Area code 816-3760. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion. Hey, it's Lionheart from Houston, Texas. How you doing, Montoya? Hey, how you doing, Lionheart? Appreciate you, King, for calling in and getting up early. this early Texas morning and rocking with us. What you got for us, King? Yeah, great show, by the way. Uh, like what everybody said, just want to add my little three cents to it. Um, when it comes to understanding vows and then and also relating to cheating, I'll start with vows. I think that that we have a misconception, and like the brother was saying, it needs to be boundaries. Um, for better or for worse, doesn't mean you staying around while being abused, because the reality is a lot of people nowadays did not get the proper 
teaching from home or even the, the example from home on what a healthy relationship is or the simple aspect of it, what to look for, what to be a man on a simple level, what to be a woman on a simple level, and they all building mm-hmm. together because it's all about a mission. Two people come together to work towards a mission and a goal together, and you all have that sacred union, that bond, that commitment, that no matter what, there's, there's certain principles that's not going to allow us to betray one another. And if you don't get that, then you're going to have a lot of situations like the Beyonce where a man can have the most beautiful woman yet still cheat because mm-hmm. he didn't get what he did get from, from childhood growing up or vice versa. Um, so it's, it's a lot of different tangibles when it comes to the whole vow because people who didn't grow up with principles will take those vows and it may not carry as much weight to them as it may be someone who had proper guidance growing up or examples growing up. I think Jay-Z said it in the previous cut in the show, the very thing that you just talked about when we first you know, listened to that interview cut. He, he said, based on how I was, played a role in how he made that mistake. So I think you're speaking specifically to uh, what can become the issue for a lot of us. Let me hear your thoughts on this, and I'll let you go. Thank you for the call, uh, Lionheart, which is a lot A lot of our community is in that situation, unfortunately, right, where we have these personal things that we're bringing to the table and into the relationship that are going to be a factor. I'm not talking about just cheating, but could be issues that make it so that we don't have a commitment to the vow or that mission. And a lot of us, to be honest, or marrying without even a concept of what legacy is. Like we literally are doing it just for love, and I can't even imagine how how those marriages ever make it because at least for me, outside looking in, never having been married for the couples that I admire and are successful, I definitely see a commitment to an end goal that gets them, at least from my opinion, that seems to get them through their ups and downs. Any thoughts on that, Lionheart? And I'll let you go, and we'll get to Kevin next. Yeah, I would, I would say this. First, first, the biggest mistake we can make now in today's society is to romanticize relationships. We have to get away from that. Um, secondly, I would tell anybody that um, if you get in a relationship today, uh, you need to find out from them first, man or woman, did they have any type of guidance towards relationship? If the answer is no or no example of mentorship, then it is impossible to expect them to not some way along the way hurt you or betray you, etc. because someone who doesn't know, you can't blame them for acting in a way they didn't, they didn't know any better. And thirdly, mm-hmm. um, also understand for yourself what is the mission of a relationship, you know, and also understand there's mm-hmm. other person you come in contact with, do they have that same understanding? Because if not, then you're going to have a lot of issues. There's going to be a lot of uh, abuse. It doesn't mean physical abuse. It could just be from emotional, from disagreeing, mm-hmm. power struggle. Uh, and when kids come into play, that can damage kids. Because I've seen and heard kids say that, oh, I don't want to have a relationship because I saw how my parents were going back and forth. Mm-hmm. So these are all things we have to understand. And I think right now we all need to take a step back 
from going into relationships and really recalibrating and get a more simpler, organic understanding of what it is so that when we come together, we can have more of a simpler but healthier relationship because it's a very simple um, thing. We, we overcomplicate it, you know, but it's very simple. It's, two is better than one. This is how the universe works, the law of energy. It all functions on duality. So two people coming together are supposed to make things better. Even if you have tough circumstances around you, you can get through it better because you have someone there with you. It's a partnership. So you get to get through things on a much better way than if you was just on an island by yourself. You know. Now that makes sense. I'm gonna let you go, but I'll say this about what you just said. Uh, it's a, a thought that always pops in the head that if sometimes people are in relationships and they feel more alone. And so if that's the case, then you're actually doing the opposite of what your relationship should, based on what I just heard you say, um, Lionheart. Thank you for your thoughts. Let me go to the next caller. Thanks a lot, Ken. All right. You got Kevin wanting to get back in, so let's get Kevin back in. What's up, Kevin? What you got for us, King? Thanks for getting back in. Go, go. Yeah, no, um, that's a, I, I want to go back to what he was saying, something about, uh, I forgot the word exactly he used, but basically if the person could forgive that person, uh, some of us have that and some of us don't. I've been in relationships where I knew that if that person were to mess up, being the person who they were and the relationship that we had built up, I could forgive them. But what happened is when that went reverse, they could not forgive me. You know, some people can let things go. Some people can't. And there's nothing you can do to change that person's heart, to change that person's uh, decisions, to leave or whatnot. They're just the way they built. They're not built to forgive. They're not built to let that one thing go, you know. Um, and also, let me tell you about that business. The business also has a board of directors. Imagine if our marriage, if we had to go to the board of directors. Who's in the board of directors? Your children, your mother, your father. Mm-hmm. If you had to sit down at a table and talk to all of them, in, you know, because right now we make, them, we make those executive decisions on our own. We don't bring everybody to the table and say, what do you all think about this this is what happened. All right, he did this, she did this. What do y'all think we should do? These are the, you know, a lot of marriages would not end because now, can you look your little girl in the face and say, yeah, I'm about to leave? <laughs> look your little boy in the face and say, I'm about to leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Uh, another thing, um, when, when we make, like I said, we make it so complicated, and they, the brother just said, but it's really simple. But we just so in our feeling. And another thing, don't let these old folks tell you about how their marriages were so long. They say a lot of them got married for financial reasons. And what happened is another thing is why we, you know, uh, so many hide uh, bosses because women can take care of themselves now. See, it ain't, it ain't about survival for them. See, marriage also was a thing of survival. And now that they can survive on their own because they got a nice little job, They'll leave you so quick, boy. <laughs> you can't even get the first sentence out. <laughs> but that's also a blessing and a curse. Because now I, I got the illusion that I can do this by myself. And what I'm running into is a bunch of beautiful, beautiful women that are out there. They got the big house. They got the big car. And they're miserable. Why? Because 
they don't have that marriage or that, that, that relationship. And now all of them sitting in the club, man, say, go to the club today. I challenge anybody. Let's go in the club and you go see 80% women. You know, lonely as I ain't know what, looking at you like, I, I feel, you feel like me sitting up in there. <laughs> you know, that's what's going on. And and it's so much so that they're imploding on themselves. You know, I ain't going to go there if you know what I'm talking about. It's so much so that they're imploding on themselves. I don't know what you're talking about, Kevin. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. So, matter of so fact, I'm that soul squad jump on you right now. Get a soul squad. Get him. Go, Queen. Go. Yeah, but you know, he's trying to. He, 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 but this is this is part of the, our, our our dilemma. This is what's happening to our society. Matter of fact, where I'm at now, we got a problem with uh, the gang culture exploding. But like I told them, that's a, that's part of families being torn apart. You're looking at the end result yeah, that's real. of mom and daddy yeah, can't real. get it, and now the kids out there and they wilding, they're trying to find themselves. They don't they know how. To get I mean, like this, yeah, and and people nah, these are killing these those girls. They're killing the children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all of this is the pieces of a puzzle that's destroying us as a people from the inside. And we, and until we nah, get that family unit back together, you know, it's over. I mean, we got to get that family unit back together. That family builds community. That compute, community builds nation. Yeah. If we don't get that nah, family unit together, we, you don't have the protection. I agree with the last part wholeheartedly, uh, and as you said earlier in the show, you know, having these important conversations, and for this very reason, even nuances such as the marriage vow itself, it obviously takes us a lot of places. It's an attempt at talking about this thing to get a better understanding, because I do believe with a better understanding, uh, we can improve on the very things that, in a sense, Kevin just talked about. So, I'm going to let you jump in. Again, I'm just messing, you know, I was messing with Kevin a little bit, but, but you know, any thoughts about what he had to say, agree, disagree, whatever oh, yeah. case may be. Got about a minute before a break. Just make it quick, and okay. then we'll keep it going after break, just so you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I hear what he's saying. You know, he's saying these women are lonely and things like that. You know, I've been dating and I have a desire to be married again. And I definitely like agree with the other caller that two is better than one. You've got double income. You've got support. You've got all these wonderful things. Marriage, I believe the union of marriage is, is a great structure for survival. It is part of your survival and love and things like that. But, you know, what I'm running into is I'm dating in Atlanta <laughs> Is that <laughs> the men here? <laughs> oh my, the men here, the things that I've encountered are unreal. It is, it's like, you know, where did you get that from? So, so many people haven't dealt with themselves. They have never been to counseling themselves to deal with what their parents went through or their own heartbreaks. You know, these men are not healing, and women are out here healing. We're going to seminars and workshops on how to be a wife and how to be better. While majority of the men, I'm not going to say all men, are not out there doing the self-work. And so what's happening is I've been doing self-work over the last few months, or more than months, but just earlier this year, you I know, I had a, a situation. Hey, that, so, I think I'm going to cut you off right here, because when you start okay. talking about us, we don't want to hear that. So let me go to break. We're going to go to break in the middle, brother. We're going to go to break in the middle, brother. When we start talking about what men are doing. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it is break. I'm, I'm messing with you because it is break time. You definitely can finish your talk. 
coming out of the break. Okay. I'm being facetious. You can you can get excited about what we not doing. It's okay, Queen. It's mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> we'll be right back. All I ask is that you think. We'll be right back. Socrates. I am the owner and facilitator of the Mental Dialogue Community Support Group focused on practical solutions and the collective thinking of the black community. We do that one of two ways, every third Friday, 7 p.m. at Urban Grind, or Saturday mornings, the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Contact us at mentaldialogue.com or on Facebook at Mental Dialogue. All I ask is that you think. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host Soul Scribe. Well, if you are in the Atlanta area, October the 18th is our next Mental Dialogue Live experience. It's the smartest event in the city. Uh, We are dedicated to this mission of improving our community with these type of discussions. We do them live at Urban Ground, a black-owned coffee shop here in the midtown of the Atlanta area. Also, if you have a product or service, please contact me directly, and let's get that out to people who are looking for people's products and services of those who look like them. We are a proponent of buying black. As I always say, hashtag buy black is revolutionary, so something that is so needed. So keep that in mind. You, In fact, when you advertise, you are supporting this broadcast. If you don't have a product or service, please go to mentaldialogue.com and become, at a minimum, a supporter, $5 a month. If you're in the Atlanta area and get a chance to take advantage of our events, we have several member-only events. Please consider a higher-level membership. Matter of fact, let me highlight another event that we have upcoming soon. Uh, We're doing a Wine and Learn Home Buying Seminar with one of the top real estate agents um, in the Atlanta area. So definitely opportunities if you're in Atlanta to be a part of our community club. And our ultimate goal is to be inclusive and help each other do business with each other, which we naturally do by having these meet-up events. And we keep in touch every Saturday morning right here. So definitely call in and get your three cents in on any discussion that we're having. This morning's discussion, marriage vows. Do we understand for better or worse? And then I so abruptly interrupted my co-host that she was giving men the business for how we act in the <laughs> ATL. <laughs> now, we were up against the break, so it was funny to do that. But if you will, Queen, you know, give your side of the story of, of what you experienced. And as you said, you do, in fact, walk 
to be married. Um, but I think you said it's not easy pickings out here based on what you're seeing. So if you will, Queen, please speak to that. And, and obviously in relation to this morning's discussion of finding someone who all, who does understand that legacy aspect that Calvin and, and, and all of our guests have been mentioning, because I think that's what's missing. A lot of people are trying to get together without that. I think you're saying, no, mm-hmm. I want I want that. Um, but I think you also yeah. think that's not easy to find, even based on how mm-hmm. some of our men are acting, if you will. Go ahead, Queen. Well, yeah. I mean, when there are women out there, too. I'm not going to just blanket in and say there are it's just the men. But I'm going to say that majority of the men that I've run into with dating is, is they they are – I'm not even making it to first dates with some of these guys. I'm canceling before we even get to, you know, breakfast or whatever because it's, it's, it's the mindset. And I feel like uh, the entertainment industry and the culture today, there's so much disrespect of – of the black woman and the degradation of black women that these men are being fed through the industry. And so I just think that there's not a, um, there's, there's not a, a, a huge interference of that communication to them and, and it's, it's getting into their minds. I don't think that they really value, you know, women or, or legacy or marriage. And so uh, you're finding people who just want to hook up or you're finding people who, have not done their own self-work, you know, which is what I was saying is, you know, have they done their own self-work, you know, before you even get into a marriage, you should be going, you know, for me, I would want my partner to be in therapy dealing on some of the issues that they have, and I'd be in my own separate therapy dealing with some of the issues that I have before we even get into premarital counseling. Like, have you even dealt with yourself on some of the things that I've noticed or things that from your childhood that, you know, might come in, that trauma might come into the marriage? So, you know, I just think that, you know, we, today's society is, is, is a really difficult one when it comes to marriage and, you know, finding someone who understands, you know, legacy building, who understands this, you know, that two is better than one and having that support financially and having uh, someone who loves you and is going to be there for you. You know, we just, we don't find that people trust that or trust themselves. And so it's, it's, you know, it's a battlefield, honestly, and it's it's it's, it's harder these days for for me um, when it comes to finding someone who I feel like can um, can do that, can understand that. You know. So. Now those are strong. Let me ask both Son and Nala, and I'm kind of, you know, we heard Kevin kind of say what he sees out there, and she's saying saying what she sees out there, and so I I do think, and I want to hear y'all thoughts about it, and I think it I think this relates to this discussion question this morning. Uh, from the standpoint that I feel like a lot of good people can get in cycles such as what we just heard Soul Scribe describe, which is having trouble finding someone who understands what I would call, I think what we have all are talking about is bigger picture. I think bigger picture, in, and I've said this on the show in the past, is a lot of today's society with the influences and the way things are going have lost sight of, in a sense, quote-unquote, what marriage has stood for, which when y'all start speaking business, I always kind of relate it to legacy because, you know, why else would you try to put forth this business if it, were, if, if it isn't to leave something for the next generation? So I always connect that to legacy when I say business. And so that has always been a historical aspect. I think when, you know, the first time we say it's a contract, I think these are all the things that even when we learned the history of marriage, you see that those things were factored in. And we keep talking about having, you know, to a certain extent in today's time, having lost sight of it. 
plays a role. And then I think the very thing that you're talking about right now, Soul Squad, is a result of some of what Kevin talked about. Now that our community specifically as African Americans have been through now sick a cycle of, in a sense, unmarried homes, if you will, right? Like, like now that it has become cyclical, then now you have more people out who have a uh, have a, a lack of understanding of some of the things that we're saying right now that are necessary before entering into a marriage. And so because you have more people without that understanding, it unfortunately ends up being no surprise that, you know, you run into the issues you're talking about with men, or I say the same thing, you know, to a certain extent, wanting to be married, never having been married. Sometimes I can get caught up and say, yeah, it's this it's, it's, it's harder now because of these things. And I wanted to hear Hassan and Nala's thought about this because, again, I know y'all do this for a living. The the aspect, I'm, I'm part of this other group, and their perspective is, no, there's an abundance of people who understand what's necessary in marriage. And their thought is, due to their perspective, they feel like they attract an abundance of people who are ready for and understand the commitment and the legacy aspect of marriage. And so if if what I'm saying just made sense, I hope I'm not making it too convoluted, is is, is what are y'all are seeing out there? Is it a way to put our, put ourselves in a place where we're not feeling like it's harder now, if that makes sense, when it comes to this this idea of marriage and commitment? You know, the the beauty of, of self-help, and working on your stuff and doing the work is what it does for you. The problem with it is, is that where do sick people do? Where, where, where do sick people go? You know, if, if if I want, if I think I have the flu, then I go somewhere. It's probably too late for the flu shot, but I try to get go where I believe I can have a remedy for my symptoms. And people do that with relationships. Oh, you look good. So subscribe. She looks, she's great. She's a perfect candidate. She she doesn't have all of her mess. So you know what the belief is? That she can handle mine. Which is a problem. Mm-hmm. Because here mm-hmm. she is. She's done the work to get herself to a certain place so she can maintain it and you want me to deal with your untreated stuff? No, that it it it's mm-hmm. totally unfair, but the thought is is that Oh, she's a safe place. This person is going to be good for me. But at the same right. time, you also have sick people who attract other sick people. But yes, this will be this will just be a um a, a catalyst that people who really have done the work, you're just going to have to deal with it. And I I'm I'm sorry so glad. <laughs> but it's true. I mean, Pete Sick people go to places they that 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 are are healthy that look where it's going to be safer, you know, where it looks like I'm going to be able to breathe just a little bit better, and they don't have to do the work. Why? Because mm. you've done it. Mm. You look good. So let me ask this quick question, Nala. Just so I'm becoming so I'm understanding you. So is it fair for her to? In a sense, or you know, even if I, and I think I should do more work personally. So I'll just use SoulScribe for the example because we feel like she, you know, she says she's done it. And so my question, real quick, now is: so 
is it fair or should she, in a sense, just try to wait it out for someone else who has done the work? How do you see that when you say, you know, when you the way you kind of pose it to her? How do you see, because I think that's what a lot of, what I hear or see a lot of people who have done the work, their goal now is to try to find, uh, in a sense, and I think that's I think that's smart, but maybe I'm not seeing this correctly. How do you see that, if that makes sense? It, it it may be smart, but, you know, holding out for someone who will be your equal or who is in alignment of where you are mentally, mm-hmm. emotionally, spiritually, that's for you to determine. Everyone mm-hmm. okay. is a do-it-yourself project. You know, it, women especially, <laughs> I don't have time to be grooming a man. I don't have time to be remodeling a man. Everyone needs to be remodeled, except you don't want to remodel the whole damn house. You just want to maybe, you know, do, do, put put some new tiles in the bathroom. You know, it's right. really going to be about how much work hmm. you're willing to invest in another person. What do you have the capacity to do? Someone else may be willing to, you know, put in an effort with an, another person, and I'm looking at that, and I'm like, you know what, with what I got going on in my life, with the way my life set up, that mm-hmm. person is not for me. That's such a that's a very personal decision for you to look at the mm-hmm. whole of your life. Your heart may want them, and this is where the romantic part Exercise, comes. Exercise, right? Exactly. And, your heart may want them because we come into contact with that so much. I like them, but is your life set up to allow this person in your life? You um, give an example. I like this woman, but I don't want to be a father. She has children, but I like right. her. Well, the, the the children they live with her. They're coming. <laughs> So she's not a candidate for you. Right. And you can't sit there and, and play with somebody's life and mm-hmm. then say, you know what, because I like the woman, I, maybe I can change how I feel. No, you know how you feel before you walk into the picture. That's and then when you get into and then that's when – the for better or for worse come into place. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's when, mm-hmm. you know, you, you get to a point of start saying, okay, you knew the job when you took it. Right. So, and, and if kids was going to get on your nerve, but you thought you can do it because you like the woman and you know, whatever come with the woman, I can take, mm-hmm. I can do, then you have to do you, you, it's incumbent upon you to deal with that because you walked into you the job wide eyes. Oh, you signed up for that. But but what and that's happens for is, better or for worse should apply. Kicks in. It's a perfect exactly. example when it should apply because if exactly. you walk out then, then you were completely selfish at the point where you just say, well, I can't deal with this anymore because she brought now it to you the table from the, the beginning. Now you got the picture. Right. Now you got the picture. Now you got the picture. And we live in a very so, selfish, selfish world, though. <laughs> But, but I mean, but and 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 that's his point. You know, that, that's that his, point. Be... his point is, yeah. His point. If I'm hearing it, and we gotta go to break, so I'm gonna do this real quick. Mm-hmm. But his point is mm-hmm. in that. Yeah, you're right, Coach Scribe. We we are selfish. But his point is, if you're choosing to be selfish, 
then expect for it not to go right because you did not sign up for the vow that you gave in the beginning. The vow in the beginning is not to be that selfish. That's right. what it requires. Exactly. So if you're not exactly. going to do that, the, 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 don't the expect for the thing to work. The, the vow itself is a totally selfless situation. Everything about it, the whole setup is selfless. But if you yeah. walk into it that way, you actually walked into it. I mean, because that's what you should get from. I know we're going to break, but that's what you're supposed to get from. No, you're good. You right. Rich and poor, uh, 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 sickness and health. And I, that was all about selflessness. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And if you walk yep, into it. up against the break. Okay, and there y'all go, and I'm finna stop so we can get some break because I want to hear the money motivator. I want to hear the money motivator. I want to hear the money motivator. That's what we about to go to. Absolute break we're going to. Money motivation. We'll be right back. I don't know how you pull that out, though, because that's literally the break that I'm going to. You've been listening to my show that much? All right, we'll be right back. Listen to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. Well, all I ask is that you think. We'll be right back. Hey, where did you get that hat and t-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at moneymotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes, and I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit, and what I like the most, it's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Or how about this one? Excuses made $0 an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go. Everywhere I be, be. I don't even talk. I loved him. I didn't want to be without him. I mean, you can be upset with somebody and not agree and, you know, have fights about it and all that, but it's never been that serious where I ever thought about leaving or not wanting to be with him. I'm hoping you're about to say the same thing. I was brought up, uh, I was raised by my grandparents. So, um, my grandfather told me, he said, uh, whenever you get married, you know, and uh, you get, you and your wife have disagreements or falling outs, he said, uh, it should stay within your own home. Mm-hmm. You know, it shouldn't be all over the neighborhood and, and everywhere else. So when we got married, first got married, I told her, I said, hey, if if you get mad at me or we get upset, you know, and you don't want me sleeping in the bed with you because you're mad, I'll sleep on the sofa, I'll go in the next room. You ain't going to your mom's, and I'm not running to my mom. Mm-hmm. We ain't running and telling them nothing that's happening in here. Because this is between you and me. So I really believe that real strongly. I think the whole concept of love, commitment, and marriage is not in its proper place today. Because I think a lot of females feel like love is butterflies in your stomach and looking perfect all the time. And he's smelling good and, you know, he's treating you, you know, like royalty all the time. That's not reality. But a lot of women, and men, I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, go into relationships with the wrong idea about what it comes with, okay? And and here's the thing that's different for us, too. It's not just a feeling. 
when you love somebody. It's a decision that you've chosen this person and you're going to be committed to this person and that there are going to be tests, trials, struggles. You're not going to always agree on the same thing. But today it just seems like the mind said, okay, this ain't working no more. I'm out. See, this is the thing. The problem, I think, with relationships today is people are too selfish. It's all about them. So I get ready to leave the house. He's got my glasses sitting on my purse. You see what I'm saying? He knew me and cared enough about what I needed, my shortcomings, because I am very forgetful. So he gets ahead of that. And he says, she ain't going to remember these glasses. Let me put them on her purse. She got to take her purse with her. Mm. Those things are worth gold. Mm. And that's why 49 years later, technically 51 years later, mm -hmm. you can say this is somebody that is a keeper for life. Mm. And that's how I sincerely feel. Oh, thank you, girl. Oh, you knew that. <laughs> Welcome back to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. Again, I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. Thank you so subscribe for being my special guest co-host, a special guest point, uh, Son and Nala Clay, that Clay couple for this morning's discussion question, marriage vows. Do we understand, for better or for worse, we just heard a cut from a couple um, that I think lays out a lot that matters for um, today's time, and if I could even just kind of bring this to the table and listening to them, when you think of for better and for worse, I, I think they laid it out, in a sense, perfectly, as far as how we've lost sight of, as I kind of always say, the, the purpose that marriage had in it at one point, and so I think it will always be risky if you try to enter that particular union. Again, I've never been married, so i got experts on the line who can verify what I'm saying makes sense or not, so I want to be clear on that. But I just think that too many enter without the advice that we just heard, without the concept of purpose. And so I wanted to bring this quickly to the table because I think this is what I'm about to say is least understood in Western society here in the U.S. Uh, but if you just, just to get a, a context, and I definitely want to hear both of y'all thoughts, Son and Island and Soul Squad as well, your thoughts on this. But just in the context of marriage, and I know y'all are already familiar with this, but around the world, I don't think how, how many Americans know this, but 60% of marriages around the world are arranged, right? Um, it's not something mm -hmm. that we completely understand in Western society, but in in being able to talk to some of the couples that kind of with that part of their culture and me having some conversations and researching this topic um, to a certain extent, you know, in America we see we see a range of you know some type of an extreme because of you know that's not their culture here, right? We see it as an extreme. But if you get away from the extremes, and if you're ever lucky enough to, I say lucky enough. I mean, I think we're lucky. Anytime you can have a a, a conversation with a happy couple, you're lucky, right? But um, having been able to have a couple conversations with people who grew up in arranged marriage and, and now at least what they project to the public that they are happy, the one thing I found in listening and learning from some of those couples has simply been this. Due to their commitment to one another, their commitment to the children, in a sense that legacy and purpose, they grew in love over the years to the point that when you talk to them years later, they love one another. But I've heard some of them admit from the beginning the concept of what we see as romanticized love in, the, in Western society, that was not a part of their situation. You know, their, their family had vetted who they were, in a sense, helping put them together with. So they knew they, in a sense, 
came from a good background, and so they trusted their family to, in a sense, put them and understand, you know, their their nature and who they would fit with well and things of that nature. And so I've heard of couples, surprisingly, for based on how you grew up in the West, that they are just fine and they grew into that love. And I think that, to me, to a certain extent, proves the, that purpose has to be a major factor because the reality is arranged marriages around the world rarely divorce. And I'm not talking about the extreme situations where a woman can't leave and all those kind of things. That, that exists too. But if you get away from the extreme situations, for the most part, they stay together. So I definitely thought it should be part of this context when we start talking about for better or for worse of how, in a sense, the majority of the world sees it versus how we see it in Western society. Any thoughts from either one of you, Hassan or Nala? We're in our last segment, so you can kind of do a wrap-up thought or address what I'm talking about. Um, sadly, personal relationships remain the one place where people put very little work. The thought is, is that you're going to like me. You love me, so you should like me. You love me, so you'll accept what it is that I do. You love me, so you'll forgive me. There is nothing, there, there, well, I won't say nothing. Well, there isn't, unless we learn it, as someone said earlier, unless we learn it within our historical family units and take the opportunity to literally do the work, who teaches you how to make amends with someone after you apologize? You know, what we're conditioned to do is say, I'm sorry. And then when you get the aftermath of what you did, the result is, I said I was sorry. Then you hear me apologize, you don't even forgive me. Okay, no no one taught you what to do. After you apologize, there are a couple of other steps. And if you don't know that, and if you haven't been taught what what, what that is, what that is, then how, how do you do it? So how do you sustain a relationship? You know, for the car, we can go to Carfax. You know, you can check the VIN number to see, you know, <laughs> what, what to get <laughs> the history. But, mm-hmm. but, but people don't have VIN numbers, and we don't have Carfaxes, you know, to, to oh, get this coming. This, this technology, we, it's coming. We're going to start having VIN numbers. <laughs> Go follow their profile on Facebook. That's a full out list. I'm sorry, Queen. I'm sorry, Queen. No, when it comes to ecology, we always look at someone's carbon footprint. We are going to be able mm. to look at someone's social media footprint and to look at their their history. Because I, I, I will, and we grow here, so I'm going to say it. I mean, we have been screenshot, you know, pictures of of secret relationships, mm-hmm. penises. You know, I, I don't need to see that man's penis if he sent you in his <laughs> inbox. And I'm not going to forward this to his wife. That's not what I do. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> But all of these things are a part of a person's relationship history. But we don't put the thought and the effort and even the research into how do I how do I be better? How do I make mm-hmm. it so that my weak parts of me don't destroy a relationship? How do I show up more loving? Mm-hmm. And people don't know how. 
No, nah, those are and, beautiful. And, well, we're kind of at the end, so let me do this. I'm sorry okay. to cut you out of the club, but I want to make sure people know no how problem, to get bro. in contact no with problem. you. Because, again, I know, again, I mentioned it very briefly, but this couple has been very successful for those who are having marital issues as well as definitely premarital counseling. So I want to make sure people have a way to get in contact with help who can help people understand all the issues we're talking about, they do that very well. So if y'all will, give out your contact information. I want SoulScribe to give out hers as well before we go. Okay. Um, you can actually reach us at www.thatclaycouple.com or hit us on a hashtag, thatclaycouple, and we'll run up on everything that you have at that point. You'll find everything about us at that point there. Just do that hashtag, that clay couple. So uh, again, www.thatclaycouple.com and hashtag that clay couple. Uh, Absolutely. Got about 45 seconds to subscribe. So if you want to sneak a thought in and give out the contact information, please do so. Uh, for the extension of the show, I'm going to play a, a, a poem from Soul Scribe, which is Ode to Marvin Gaye, which I think is just a cool way to end this morning's discussion because we've talked about a lot of things. Go ahead and make it quick, Queen. Thank you. Um, well, I will say coping skills are very necessary in a marriage, learning how to cope with pain and trauma. I will also say that we need to start teaching our children and about legacy. And um, my social media is Soul Scribe the Poet. Um, I do a lot of love and you know, relationship type poetry. So if you want to follow me, you can listen to me from my thoughts. All right. As I said, to end the show, here's a poem from Soul Scribe herself. See y'all next Saturday. All I ask is what you think. Every time I see you, I think let's get it on. When I'm feeling down, I need your sexual healing in person or via phone. You've got me screaming, mercy, mercy me. I like the way you fulfill my needs. What's going on is what I need to know. Every day I want you because you make me blow. I heard it through the grapevine that you want me to. The way you be loving me makes me want to holler even when I'm nowhere near you. You've got to give it up. I'm feeling weak. You don't know what love is, but if you're willing, I'll teach. In fact, I want to know what it's like to be loved by you. I'm starting to think that you know voodoo. I'm here for you, my dear. You are everything. Let me make that clear. I hate missing you with my truth. I got the inner city blues trying to find a way to you because ain't no mountain high enough to keep me from you. I be screaming no, but when you smile, I've got to give it up. But just a lover, you need to come get to this because I can never, ever get enough.